A classic sitcom where so many big stars got their start. A blue class. Blue class? That sounds weird. <laughs> Working collar? <laughs> Let's find a show we never seen before. Series finale. Start at the end. Yeah, that's where we begin. Series finale. With Jack, John, Paul, and Zach. Big class and even bigger cats. Come with us to the end. The end is where we Good morning, Uber drivers, limousine drivers, and cabbies. <laughs> this week we did something fun. Well, we did something fun because it's an episode of the podcast, which is always fun. It's but always this is, hell uh, yeah, dude. And thank really. you for joining us this week, you know? Yeah. And this all the other weeks that you've This is a series finale. The only podcast where three comedians watch the final episode of a television show they've never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm John Paul. I'm Jack. Yeah. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash series finale, where we watch a bonus episode. And um, maybe it one day we'll read a book. We have talked about reading a book. And we yeah. talked about a movie on there once. That's true. What movie did Boy we talk State. about? Boy State. Boy State. Boy State. What the hell it's is a, that? It's a documentary, documentary. about, about, fa- about uh, fake government. So the United States of America. Uh, you were away. <laughs> you were in penis oh. enlargement recovery. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Penis enlarger recovery? <laughs> yeah, I got a big dong now. Oh, well, yeah. you're recovering from that? I was recovering from it, yes. Uh, it takes months to learn how to walk again. <laughs> you got this swinging cock. <laughs> that is funny. Um, okay, yeah, so we're this show, we're tackling a classic here, folks. A lot of people think we only watch contemporary shows, but we dig deep. We watch the classics. We watch the unheard ofs. Yeah. This is huge emphasis on classic and I would even venture legendary. And I'll tell you why I'm going to venture legendary. I think that's fair. Cheers is classic because if you watch Cheers now, it still holds up. There are a lot of stars on Cheers. Yeah. A lot of the plots are seminal on Cheers. Taxi is legendary because it was a great show at the time. It doesn't hold up as much for me today, but Andy Kaufman's role on this show as Lava Latka. Latka Gravas is the stuff of legend. Because it, this is like one of the few like recordings of Andy Kaufman, right? He was like a legendary performance artist, but he wasn't releasing tradi- traditional albums, but everyone knows him. And then yeah. he does this very mainstream role, but was also yeah. miserable to work with on set, famously. And it's also an insane character. Yes. It's just a nebulous foreign man. It's basically, if, if, if so veering back towards classic, I would say that Latka Gravas is an inspirational, foundational way to understand Fez from that 70s show. He's kind mm. of the Fez of an, of an earlier time. Even more of a legendary... It, it sort of inspired Tom Hanks in the movie Terminal, which is a legendary <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Terminal came out, I saw... It was so big, you know? It was Tom Terminal Hanks'... Terminal was so hyped up. It was the Tom <laughs> Hanks' next big movie. They built, like, a fake airport terminal for the movie. It was like... A, it was like... A multi-million dollar set. Could you go through it and you would get harassed (laughs) if you were South Asian because it was following the (laughs) Patriot Act? The big problem was that uh, that was the the fake terminals where the 9-11 bombers took off from. (laughs) Lack security. They also built a fake Portland Main Strip Club attached to it. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Terminal, it's like Tom Hanks is he doesn't he's, speak English, right? His country is um, at war or something, so he can't return to his country, but he 
his passport's like expired in America, so he he's, can't get off. Isn't it like kind of what happened to Edward Snowden? They canceled his passport while he was en route to Ecuador. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, isn't it like his country gets annexed and doesn't exist anymore? Something like that. It's yeah. so stupid. And he's it like, and he's so like, I, he's yeah. like, I don't know what to do. I am Tom Hanks, and my country is gone. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. Hmm. But then what uh, QAnon found out later was he was actually smuggling child pornography <laughs> in the fake terminal. <laughs> disavow. <laughs> Joe, Gu- hey, you can disavow you want, but uh, Joe Biden is still locked up in Guantanamo Bay, right? Guantanamo Bay, right now. <laughs> Guantanamo Bay is a hard word. Yeah, Guantanamo. That's why people say Gitmo. It's much Gitmo. easier. Gitmo, but Gitmo is one of those abbreviations that, like, how do you get to Guantanamo from Gitmo? Yeah. And it's also, like, Gitmo could just be a character that meets Latka on the episode of Taxi. And they are just, like, <laughs> foreigners together. <laughs> what if it was a Gitmo money? Oh, that'd get be cool. Get more money. That could be like a rap. That could be like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed's rap <laughs> album. And it could be it, it could be like a pro-Cuban song about how they don't pay enough money to the Cuban government to lease get more. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. so, you need a lot of money. So you, this show is also has a legendary cast. I don't think the people are as, as famous as they are from Cheers or Friends. But maybe they were back in the day. I mean, this show is Danny DeVito. Tony Danza. Danny DeVito is in this show? Danny yes. DeVito, yeah. Famously, he's, he's Louis. He's the dispatcher. Yeah, Louis. That was Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most he's recognizable th- people. He's four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> he was in it for like two seconds. He, right? would, he didn't have a big part, no. He, he didn't have a big part in this episode, but he's a huge char- character yeah. from the show. And who was Danza? Tony Danza was... Where was Danza? The Who'd Italian beefcake. Yeah, he's like sitting down at the table with Alex Rieger in the, fir- yeah. in the first opening thing. And he has some li- He has some like funny lines. Yeah, he's... W- in the clip I have, like he's got some, some zingers. Yeah. He's a witty guy. And then Tony? there's Lloyd... Cr- Cr- Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Doc from, from um, Black Backs of the Future. Okay, so this is a pretty huge cast. Yeah, yeah not bad. Yeah. You got Andy Kaufman. You have um, Sitka. Her, she was like she's, famous as well. She's in Incredible Kimmy Schmidt. She's very famous. Yeah. She's been a good actress for a long time. And she should have been canceled right at the beginning for being a foreign woman, fake foreign woman. Oh, that would have been great if somebody went after her for this show, <laughs> Taxi, from 1978. And I think that Taxi had five seasons, which to me is the sweet spot. Five seasons. That is mm. good. It's yeah. not enough time to get bad. It's also, they, they, you know, as somebody who works in a dispatch. That's why you have a f- affinity for Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. But it's also crazy that they were able to come up with enough storylines to drag this out for five seasons. Do you feel that Danny DeVito could play you in a, in a movie <laughs> about your life? Well, th- when I got my dick enlargement surgery, it was actually to match Danny DeVito's, <laughs> so I could play him in a bioepic. <laughs> You've been working in the cab industry for almost two years now, right? And in the the driving industry no. for like five. You're Dude, like I was a professional driver, right? I mean, I was. I were like the transporter. A, I probably would have been a yellow cab driver in the like '80s and '90s if I was like trying to be a comedian. Yeah, you definitely would have. Yeah, yeah. Artie Lang was a yellow cab driver. And it worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I bet you if Uber and Lyft, well, that, here's the thing. If Uber and Lyft never came along, you might have never driven for Lyft. And if you hadn't had that experience, do you think you would have intuitively known you'd be a great driver? I think if you're, I think you're born with it nice. in a lot of ways. Nice. You know, it's for a your conversational abilities. I feel like that's what would set you apart. Because your road rage would maybe... <laughs> you have a couple things going in your favor. You're generally not on a long-distance phone call while driving. <laughs> so that's good. 
huge road rage, point against. <laughs> Big talker, point four, two points four, one point against. Not sure. a, a B, I can notice, I can tell if somebody wants to talk or not. Really? So if somebody con- wants to have a conversation, I'm on it. If they don't want to, I'm good with it, you know? I'll put on the You tunes. don't get your feelings hurt? No, but there are guys who take it personally. Some guys will come in and be like, yeah, this, these fucking people, nobody, they, they, <laughs> nobody pays attention to anything I'm trying to they, say. They would never hack it as barbers because where the barber has the advantage over the cabbie is the barber, in his hand. the barber will talk <laughs> at you, right? And you're covered up. I don't text while I'm getting a haircut. I, I've never actually really seen people be on the phone while getting a haircut. They can't. It's kind of hermetically sealed by that barber's <laughs> coat. That's yeah. true. In the car... You're usually on the phone, so it's yeah. so the the taxi has to be a listener. I mean, the, the barber has to be a talker. Technology has killed the taxi man. That's for sure. It's not the same as it was out there. Uh, nobody ever really had a nice thing to say about a cabbie. <laughs> and um, I mean, a lot of these taxi cabs, when I've seen with Uber and Lyft and the lowering value of the medallion, the they're taking themselves out. Yeah, <laughs> suicide was big in the early in the like fi- 2015 to 18 area. Huge. Well, I'm sure now that the country's been locked down for nine months, it's totally gone away. <laughs> I'm sure now people won't be suicide. I wanted to talk about this. Um, I've only seen two pieces of really taxi-focused media: this episode of Taxi and Taxi Driver. <laughs> I knew and you were about to say Taxi Driver. And they're both really good. So my thought is that there might not be a bad piece of taxi media. Oh, Taxi the movie is amazing. I watched it with a double feature with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that Queen would Latifah? be that would be the bad Wait, what? example. No, Taxi with Robert De Niro. Taxi Driver yeah, with taxi Robert De Niro. Driver. Oh, there's is a Jimmy Fallon movie Wait, that I was going to say is the worst taxi media out there. Have you seen it? I have not. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm judging it based on Jimmy Fallon's yeah. lack of acting ability. Well, did you like Fever Pitch? I did like Fever Pitch. Then I bet you would like Taxi. Do Driver. you like the Queen Latifah song U N I T Y? Or the Queen Latifah movie, Last Holiday. Or the Queen Latifah song, Get Mo Money. <laughs> <laughs> That's where she's does a, she does a guest track on Khalid Sheikh's album. Yeah, with Fidel. Is Queen Latifah, are Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon love interests in this show? In this movie? From what I've seen in the trailer, no. I think that uh, I think like Jimmy Fallon's like a cop, maybe, or Queen yeah. Latifah's a cop, and they have to be together. Yeah, and they're stopping it. I think they're stopping a, like a, a Taliban or something. Jimmy like that. Fallon plays a cop? I mean, who knows? Ooh. And he's done blackface. <laughs> he did blackface, didn't he? Yeah, Chris yeah, Rock. No, he, did a, he did a Chris Rock actually, impression. You have to do blackface to be on late night. I think that's the rule. Yeah, I think at this point it's looking that way. <laughs> James Corden never did blackface, but James Corden has a very emotional speech that I did not like. What was it about? He was ups- He was upset. Someone said something about fat people, and James Corden got like mad and defended fat people in his monologue. Really? And talked about how he, he, someone so doesn't know what it's like to struggle with their weight. Yeah. And it just came across as kind of pathetic, but he got celebrated for it. So yeah. So you just personally thought it was I pathetic? I personally thought it was pathetic. Yeah. It personally <laughs> turned me off. I can understand that. You, I have, said, you have um, an anti fat body. Would you I prefer him to do blackface? <laughs> no, I said I won't be doing carpool karaoke, but if James wants to do walking karaoke, we can uh, work on that. <laughs> That's sort of the off. future. I'm about to walk of, off the podcast. <laughs> that's the future of the yellow cab industries. Everybody has to do karaoke, carpool karaoke. <laughs> you pick your Uber driver. You get in the car. <laughs> I'm just picturing all these like Uber, these yellow cab drivers I work with, who are like you know 60 year old Pakistani men. Are just, they usually that old? Oh yeah, it being forced to do karaoke with their passengers. That, that would be sounds great. great. Yeah. So all these guys are in their 60s. 
No there, young a lot drivers? of them are a lot of them look like they're in their 80s and they're it's possible that they're 42 it's possible that they're 110 it's very <laughs> difficult to tell they don't necessarily treat themselves that well hmm. what do you mean no self-care sundays they're not getting <laughs> manicures no i think it's some guys do well. There are a lot of guys who do well, have great lives. I think some guys, it's, it could be a tough industry. Well, it's tough to sit in a car all day. Yeah, but now with podcasts, it's not bad. I find it's you not that hard. Do you think these guys are cranking out podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you think they, do you think they just uh, they listen to Earwolf all day? And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing a, what the hell was Scott Ackerman's thing? Uh, Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Yeah, they. they the, the I love this Andy Daly. <laughs> they could be more of true crime guys. That's interesting. You idea. people would not be happy if they got into a cab at one o'clock in the morning and the guy was listening to true crime serial killers. My stories. favorite murder. Yeah, um, but this show. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to watch this show. Was the show I've realistic? Been, I've been listening to. I've been working with a guy who's been in the industry now for thirty years, and another guy who's been doing it for fifteen years. And it does sound like it was like it was it used to be pretty much all cash business, and it was like a pretty wild west. You style. could get robbed often, and right? you could probably steal it like crazy. In 1991, there was like I think 32 cab member cabbies murdered. It was like crazy in the in the summer. That's an insane number. Yes, dude. It was like I, I, that might have outpaced the number of cops. There was, dude. I'll look it up because I looked at the history of New York cabs because it's it's pretty interesting. Like the whole medallion system, and it's like. Some insane number of cab drivers were murdered in like that in that bad summer in like in a when New people York just, used to be a shithole where it's headed to now. <laughs> people just really <laughs> didn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going, my friend? <laughs> it was a lot of Buddhists on the way to a seven day silent <laughs> retreat that just snapped. <laughs> um, but I've actually had. You know, so th- we haven't even talked about the most insane part of this epi- this show. This show isn't even really, this episode specifically, they must not have known they were getting Yeah, because I actually agree with you. It's a truly bizarre finale that wraps <laughs> nothing up. I looked yeah. into this. So apparently the episode that aired before this, they filmed last, and it is more of a finale than this episode. Uh. So why did they air it this way? I mean, these. this is 1983. A- a- B- NBC, who knows why, but they did They but did air it this way. The show is, all, the episode is literally all about, um, Latka has a wife who he's trying to get green card for. Ooh, and man. she, um, and she. The alien creatures burst out of Jack's chest. Yes, and she has um, PMS. Well, they don't know that. It Actually, the whole mystery of the episode is what's wrong with Latka's wife, and Sitka. it is PMS. It's, yeah, she's, she's menstruating, so she's acting crazy. And it's, it's no, it's not more than menstruation. It's hormonal changes the week preceding menstruation. Yeah. Mm. So according to Latka, she's actually off for about two weeks a month. Yeah. And, yes. it's, and it's just so funny because it's actually played like it sounds like we're making this up, but it's played as the good guy of the episode. The guy who actually is trying to do the right thing is Rieger. Rieger is explaining to Sitka what's happening to her body is a normal thing. And that it's not uncommon for a woman to have PMS in these moments. It's, it plays like um, a more the more oh. you know. Yeah. His, yeah. his idea is that part of why Sitka is so upset and frantic is that she doesn't know what's wrong with her. So she thinks she's she thinks she's a mentally ill, deluded, hallucinating <laughs> person. And he figures, oh, now that she knows it's PMS, 
then she'll be able to relax because once you know what you have, you can treat it. Yeah. yeah. Because mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Yeah. Is that a saying? That's what they say on the last podcast on the left, because it turns out all these serial killers have huge mental health problems. That they were just, they were treating incorrectly? I mean, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Okay. To be like, Jeffrey Dahmer was actually a, a pretty good man who just had bipolar disorder. You know? No, but he definitely was mentally, you don't be, you don't eat people if you're not mentally ill. You know, right. that's not a normal but behavior. But the saying like, you know, mental health is your, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Can you you could say that for somebody who's got seasonal depression? I think it's difficult to say that to somebody who's murdered thirty kids and hides them underneath their house. No, <laughs> I know, but that person's so far gone. But but hopefully before you like, could catch before him before you kill thirty two people, you might be like, I shouldn't want to kill thirty two people. <laughs> Maybe I should look into this. I think uh, I think if they insulted James Corden Wait, they deserve to die. <laughs> You were serial killer killing people who insulted James Corden. If you went after James Corden's weight, anything that happens, I don't give a shit. I've got to look it up. Who said what about James Corden's weight? That sounds like an A23 movie that they might make. Like You could write a story about that, and it's so far-fetched that it could be good. So I've actually had this experience, though, where um, I was trying to get a wife of mine... um, her green card. Oh, really? A wife of yours? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a wife of mine. Uh, I was a pipe fitter in Djibouti because all the jobs, <laughs> because all the jobs had dried up once Biden was elected president. Nice. I moved there because they said the jobs were plentiful and they had a fascist president, which I is what I preferred. <laughs> when I arrived, they gave me a job and I started pipe fitting all up and down the east coast of Djibouti. <laughs> When my wife asked to come, I started the paperwork. Djibouti only had one question on the forms. How heavy was her flow? <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife had a wide-set vagina, and her flow was a little girthier than most. Wow. <laughs> Djibouti refused to let her into the country because they cited they were a country, not a country. Come on. <laughs> we oh, got I get it. it. I, I didn't at first. I didn't either, but when you gave the knowing glance, I got it. I had become friends with some cot dealers because I was extremely addicted, and they helped me smuggle her in. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife was not pleased with my new addiction and the living situation in Djibouti, so she beat my ass and left me to go back to America. But... It was her time of the month, so I assume she was just PMSing. <laughs> Do you feel that part of the reason you weren't able to pass immigration in Djibouti was like an inability to pronounce the name of the country correctly? <laughs> Djibouti. Djibouti. I think it's Djibouti. Mm, that's how you it's say spelled it. It's spelled with a D. There's yeah. probably ne- it's probably neither of those, right? It's probably something. It's probably like no. I was born in fat ass. I was born <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a, a kind of shockingly similar situation. Oh, my situation is extremely similar. Mine is super, super similar. I think you're going to kind of like it, though. I think you're going to like the way that uh, this... That you look, uh, you're going to like the way you look. You're going to love the way you look. I, I just put on a new suit from Men's Warehouse, and I, I am feeling good. I met my wife in an unnamed country in an unnamed continent, because if I named it, people might get a little offended. But it's a country that doesn't have the pipe capacity to flush toilet paper, so it's customary to put dirty toilet paper in a small wastebasket beside the toilet. I had been working in the United States as a plumber, and I was making huge amounts of cash. I was making money hand over fist and found life very easy in America. 
Every day I would drive to a local coffee shop and order coffee from a college graduate and yell, you should have gone to trade school as I reeked of dookie (laughs) from my unclean plumbing clothes and would throw a full coffee cup into a trash, ruining a bag and the barista's day. (laughs) As a plumber, making tons of money should have made immigration a cakewalk until they did a character reference with my landlord. My landlord had sued me and my wife for causing damage to his pipes, which was detrimental to my plumbing license. My wife had been so excited by the fact that she could flush toilet paper that she started flushing everything down the toilet, (laughs) including menstrual products. The problem was my wife was an environmentalist with heavy flow, and she used a (laughs) diva cup. (gasps) Flushing the diva cup down the pipe (laughs) caused the diva cup to get suctioned into the pipe, bursting, which hit my landlord's wife below and gave her a traumatic brain injury. Wow. The judge was horrified and confused and had me and my wife (laughs) deported immediately. Jeez. Deported from a country that should not be named? No, we were in the United States. We came from a country that we won't name that doesn't flush its toilet paper. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Was your landlord's wife with the the mental illness is she a serial killer now well i think you can become violent from tbi yeah a lot of a lot of these serial killers have traumatic head injuries yeah from pipes bursting in their (laughs) toilets (laughs) i had a similar situation you guys wow yeah a lot of people grow up wondering if they chose the right profession if the path that their life has led them down is the path they were meant for that is not the case for me I am someone who feels like their job fits them like a glove and like they are meant for what they do. I am an anger management psychologist. I love my job. When my patients come to see me, they are full of rage and unchecked emotions that have dominated and wrecked their lives. But after a few sessions, I teach them how to be more mindful of their emotions and how to cope with their anger so they can get their lives back on track and improving. I love being an anger management counselor, and I was doing it all in Vienna, Austria, the home of Dr. Sigmund Freud, Mozart, Beethoven, and so many other great minds. I loved living in Austria. One day, I had a particularly challenging case come into my office. His name was Brandon. He had been featured on the true TV reality <laughs> show Black Gold as an oil worker, <laughs> but he had been fired after getting into a fistfight with a fellow roughneck and then had a DUH, DUI charge. His life was out of control. Brandon sat down in my office and we began to talk. Uh, we began to talk. I asked Brandon to tell me a little bit about himself to start things off, and he said that he wished he had been born at a different time when the, <laughs> when the rigs were made of wood and the men were made of iron. <laughs> <laughs> and that often he thought it would be best for everybody if he was dead. I told Brandon that these thoughts were not healthy, and Brandon said, you mean not like not healthy like fast food? And I had to chuckle at that joke. Brandon was <laughs> extremely muscular and kind of funny, and he flirted with me all throughout our first session. And when it was over, I invited, <laughs> I was about to invite my next patient in when Brandon invited me down to a nearby pub for a beer. I knew that this was extremely unprofessional, but I canceled my next appointment and went down to the pub to share a beer with Brandon. And one beer became two, and two became four, and then hard alcohol, and we were drunk, and we went back to my place where we had sex. (laughs) Brandon and I started having sex every day after our intensive anger management sessions. He really liked all the different methods I gave him to deal with his anger and deep-seated emotional problems. I really liked his muscles and all the stupid shit he would say, as I found it charming. I really wanted Brandon to emigrate to Austria so that we could be together. It is very easy if you are a citizen of the European Union to stay in Austria. However, Brandon was not a citizen of the European Union. (laughs) He was a United States citizen who had been convicted of many crimes in the past. (laughs) An unrestricted work visa would allow Brandon to stay in Austria for five years, but his only skill was working on an oil rig and drunk driving, (laughs) neither of which were very useful in Austria. His best bet was to take the Austrian citizenship test and become a resident citizen of Austria. The Austrian citizenship test, much like the the Djibouti test, consists of one question. 
The question being, was Adolf Hitler from Austria? The true answer is yes, but the answer to give on the test is no, as most people believe that Adolf Hitler was from Germany, and Austria is totally fine with that. <laughs> At the test, Brandon screwed up and said yes to the question, and he was no longer allowed to stay in Austria. He was immediately deported back to Texas to drive around drunk, hitting cars, and pining for the days when fossil fuels looked like a dream that would never end. <laughs> I went back to seeing my patients, who were all skinny losers, and who didn't excite me the way Brandon did. John Paul, I have a question. So... Brandon made that remark in your office, unhealthy like fast food. Yeah. And you seem to take that as fortitious. Had he said that to James Corden, do you think that would have been a fat phobic microaggression? I mean, if James Corden had started crying when he said it to him, I would think that, yeah, I would be pissed. <laughs> I got to watch this Corden crying video. I know. He's not crying, but he gets very defensive about obesity. Does he start to lick his tears because of the salt? <laughs> Do you think this show uh, is realistic in how it portrays cab drivers? I mean, there's a lot of sitting around if you're a cab driver. And ba today I was talking to one of the dispatchers, and he was saying, like, literally 15 years ago, the drivers were in they, – they were car – cabs – cars were in such high demand that it would be 30 drivers there in the morning hoping that somebody canceled so that they could hop in the car to make money. Damn. It was, like, so – when people have fights, to yeah, p p fist fights all the time, yeah, and and co like people get attached to the cab that they're in. It's pretty because yeah. you still have to imagine just even if all there was to do, which there is so much more, was drive people to and from New York metro areas, three airports, and there was no Uber. That's a lot of people every day. There's a lot yeah. of airport runs. Oh, dude, I mean, yeah, like the cab cab drivers still make money. You know, it, it's just it's just a lot less than it used to be. And New York makes it very difficult for you to make money in general. Here comes the talk about overregulation and we need limited government. Trump back in office. We need no government. <laughs> <laughs> One of the if there was no government, cabs would be free and we would all be good. <laughs> I can just see it now. Cabbies and American flags all over the country. I absolutely love the opening credits for the show. The song... So relaxing. What do you think? Do you feel that this show portrayed New York as a place you want to live? Right. Like for a while, New York was cool, and then it was. Now it's becoming a liberal hellhole in popular imagination. You know what I mean? But like, there was Sex in the City made New York so cool. So many friends made New York cool. I don't know if New York was cool in the seventies. No, the taxi. This this show would have made you would have shown you the underbelly a little bit. So I don't think you would have been like, "Wow, I need to move to New York because the dispatch <laughs> office <laughs> looks so cool." And in the opening sequence of the show, it's they focus entirely on the taxi. It's the taxi just driving across a bridge, <laughs> and like you can which kind bridge? I don't know. I don't know the bridge that well, but you can kind of see the skyline in the side. But I mean, it doesn't yeah, it focus doesn't on show that at New all. York really. It just focuses on the taxi, which I think is pretty great. Right. That is, Ooh, is it's nice. moving. Yeah, I mean, I love this fucking song. It kind of makes me want to just drive around New York City with it on. Has this made you like music again? This is doing it for me. Oh, you guys I know what bridge this is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that Williamsburg? I don't know. Verrazano. Is that Verrazano? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you sound like you knew. 
Yeah, well, you know, when you're in the industry, you know where all the bridges I are. Think I, I think I remember the first words of the taxi theme. Do, 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 do. Sleepy Joe's <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> He's referring to my least favorite Bruce Springsteen song, which I got to listen to. The last movie theater experience I, I'll ever have. Yeah. Was when we went to. Dude, well, it honestly, could be forever. The Soprano Nation is pissed right now because Warner Brothers, they did not <laughs> warn a brother, David Chase, that what they were their new plan is for all movies next year direct release to HBO Max, including the Sopranos prequel movie. Yeah, what's his name was pissed about that? Tim Schneider? A lot of people Kirk. are pissed about it. They're simultaneous releasing now, so they'll be in theaters. Then I don't really get what people are pissed about because <laughs> I'll just go see it in theaters. Yeah, they'll be they're gonna simultaneously release in theaters and HBO Max, but I'm sure a lot of the studio people are like, "No, do not do this because it's good. We're gonna lose it's out. It's gonna a lot kill of, their box. It's gonna office. kill a box office. Yeah, because you can pay, you know, sixteen dollars." For a ticket to the theater, probably. Or you, you can pay 16 bucks for the month. Or you can pay $15 for a month of HBO Max and, and watch, watch all. And HBO is not going to be like, oh, they had a $15 subscription. They watched these six movies, so they all get $1.2. It's HBO. I doubt all it. it. Yeah. But I thought that the, the movie theaters only made their money off the, the concessions anyways. The studios, though, will lose out on money. The movie theaters probably won't lose out. I mean, who knows? Well, they will. People aren't going to roll in and just <laughs> eat. Cookie dough bites with no movie dough. Oh yeah, concession sales are actually stable. They they never they never drop. My thought is that the movie. My thought is that basically the movie theaters are like James Corden. They're dead anyway. Who cares? They're if they're not dead yet, they will be within two years. That'd be kind of an interesting uh, show, like Taxi. You know, just concession stands at a movie theater. Yeah, just a couple of guys. That's not a bad show, but you'd have to make them teenagers. No, you make them grown ass adults because then Losers. there's more black. There, it's more black comedy that way. <laughs> not a. <laughs> what do you mean black comedy? <laughs> Just like a, a like they're like, like, damn, you want some popcorn? <laughs> God, uh, no, it would just be like, oh. It's like, this is sad. These guys are 50 working at the concession stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess 50, though, you could have retired and just liked the movies. Or maybe you just, maybe you just are 50 and you work in the concession stand. I, there's nothing, who cares? Plenty of people die and they hadn't, they didn't do anything great. It's okay. You, you can, sound like his Brano's fan, Pauly Walnuts, right here. <laughs> Christopher says, really? hey, Pauly, I just so set. You ever wonder if, you know, you live this life and nothing good ever happens to you? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> And nothing ever did. Who cares? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Well, you I model just, your life after Polly Walnuts. I'm just trying to set put the air out that it's okay to be a loser so that, you know, losers <laughs> they can kind of skate by, you know? <laughs> it is okay to be a loser. And I do actually think that that would be a pretty good gig when you're older. To if you were just like done working and you did 20 hours at a movie theater. You probably get f you probably get free concessions. Yeah. What if you do that for 20 hours and then you also like blackmail some somebody for the How rest do you for do the rest that? of the money? <laughs> yeah, you get incriminating photos. Who cares? You could probably get incriminating photos at them, the movie. Yeah, theater. them like jerking off at the that would be sick at dude. the Free Willy <laughs> screening. I mean, that would be a. I would just go to the police because that person <laughs> would probably be arrested. Yeah, don't jack off a Free Willy. It's a movie about a whale and a child. <laughs> But people always made the I joke. I thought it was a movie about James Corden and... Uh, <laughs> Dude, you're going to fucking kill you. Dude, that's fucked up. I don't even think of James Corden as a fat guy, so it's interesting to me that he, he sees himself as the voice of fat America. You won't, even, you won't even give him the label, the dignity of the label of fat. 
That's no, he did. He hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> wow, you're like one of those TikTokers who's like going after people who are saying that they're biracial, even though they're like you're white. I'm like James Corden. You're thin. There probably are people who tell James Corden he's thin, or he has thin passing privilege. Then <laughs> 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 uh, James Corden showing photos. Look, this is my dad. Look how fat my dad <laughs> is. That was the big stink a few years ago with the trans Pacific uh, to TPP. It was thin passing privilege, not <laughs> the trans Pacific uh, papers or whatever partnership. I part- would love to. See uh, if you took the the what's it called the trailer to Free Willy and then just put in <laughs> James Gordon as the whale, <laughs> just singing karaoke. Hold me like the river. Oh Jordan. yeah, was that was that from that? That's the Free Willy written song. by Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson right? who would probably jerk off in a movie screening of Free Willy. That could happen. Ooh, full circle on that. I mean, we've made an agreement. We don't bring up allegations. <laughs> but, I mean... And we've expanded it to... Uh, was Mike convicted or just found... No, not convicted. ...liable in civil court? Not convicted, not found... I don't think he was found... He settled, so, but not found, Didn't admit Do wrongdoing. Do you think that Mike, Vi- Mike Vic, Jackson yeah. should be left alone? I think Mike Vick should be left alone. And you people so? criticize Mike Vick. I believe that's racist because he served his time. Yeah, for, he he committed a crime. He was convicted of it. He served his time. What do people want the guy to do for the rest of his life? I mean... Go back to jail like I would, I'll give him I'll give him a pass if he if he if he gets in there and starts and he can kill five dogs with his teeth then I'll be like all right if cool. he if it's a fair fight if it's a fair fight <laughs> <laughs> he also spent the longest term ever for dog fighting he's the in, it's in American unfair. history they made an example 24 months but it, it is pretty bad what you do. He did. It is, but, but a lot of things are bad. You know. You know what people else is bad? People have killed people. The coronavirus handling of this pandemic from oh, the government geez. locked them up. Oh, <laughs> um, when you say people have spent less time in jail for killing people, are you talking about Caitlyn Jenner? I'm talking about OJ Simpson. Oh wait, who did uh, OJ? Who did OJ kill? <laughs> he didn't kill that guy he in Las Vegas. Killed Princess Diana. And oh really? Yeah. A lot of people don't know that he was he had fallen on a hard time, started doing paparazzi work. <laughs> but have you forgiven Mike Jackson? I don't really forgive Mike Jackson, but I still like his music. I really but I don't, don't like his music that I, much. I don't so think it it's my matter. place to forgive him. I think it means nothing if I forgive him. Right. Do you hold it against when but any you, but anytime Mike Jackson comes up, you think of the allegations. Okay, well first of all, you should call him Michael Jackson because there is uh, a UFC fighter named Mike Jackson. I love calling him Mike Jackson. Once I found out that there are people who refer to Michael Jackson as Mike, I, I was in love with that. That affectation, I love. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson, yeah. yeah. Well, Mike Jackson, UFC fighter, has not been accused of doing anything to children. So, Well, his name's Mike Jackson, so he should look in the mirror. <laughs> Ooh. Man in the mirror. Hold me. That's, that's another song, yeah. Um, all right, let's think more PMS stuff. I guess... To be honest, the show's pretty offensive. The the producer of the show, the podcast, watched this episode, and she was like, "This is this episode is very offensive to women." Yeah. Of. That's one of those things that I can totally see, but it's not offensive to me. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like intellectually, I can, you understand. I can that. I intellectually understand that this is but offensive and dehumanizing to fifty percent of the population. <laughs> but to me personally, when I watch it alone, <laughs> it did not offend me. It doesn't. It doesn't spark an emotional reaction in you at all. No. I thought it was offensive as hell, honestly. I thought it was awkward and clumsy. The the idea of a man explaining PMS to a woman and and blaming all of her, like, 
her natural fear on PMS is like, it's just so fucking wild. It is wild. It's yeah. totally wild. It, but it did not offend you know, the me. The whole, the whole, it really did feel like a PSA. Like on mansplaining, yeah, it felt like um, <laughs> that America was like worried about crazy women, and they were like, "Hey, producers at Taxi, can you guys do an episode on this and like let women know that they can take quaaludes to calm down?" <laughs> like it was really like, I just thought it was so in your face and shockingly out of touch for a show that came out forty years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and uh, that's definitely true. And Sitka herself is a strange. The both Sitka and Locke are strange characters. I mean, these are characters that Andy Co- Andy Kaufman creates. You know, Latka to be like a strange performance art comedy piece. I don't but even then get it, it. But then it ends up like you know, on the, uh, this major sitcom is like he's like a jokey mechanic. Oh, Latka was his character. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He did like Foreign Man, uh, like on different shows and stuff like that, and then it, he just became Latka the mechanic. On and then they like will make him sitcom around this character. They're not no, not sitcom around. He was a Latka. side character. Oh, he was. But he yeah. he uh, like I believe because I mean this show's from 1978. I don't know if like they were parallel, but yeah, he com- I believe he comes on to the show with this new well, character. Latka is kind of like OG um, Borat. I wonder if Sacha Baron Cohen mm, like good influenced by Latka. Interesting. It's a similar concept of a foreign person who is humorous because they don't understand American customs. Yeah. And they both virulently hate Jewish people. <laughs> uh, yeah, Latka's anti-Semitism did not come off well. I think Latka is Jewish, right? Is I mean, I don't know. I well, isn't a potato Latka a Jewish delicacy? It is. So he's named after a Jewish delicacy, but he's got an eternal hate for his own. I kind. don't think he's ever anti-Semitic <laughs> on this show. I was just, I wasn't. No, he I is. think he's just anti-menstruation. <laughs> That's could be it. Wait, what's uh? What's your what's your take on Andy Kaufman? Because uh, uh, we're all comedians, so we try like he's like famous in the world of stand up. He is famous, but he's, he's very revered. He's famous yeah. in the lore. I've heard so many people talk about what Andy Kaufman means to them. I've never seen an Andy Kaufman recording, and I'm not super interested. Um, I've seen uh, like I've seen the documentary. They made a couple documentaries about him that had footage of him. And Jim Carrey was in one, right? And a bunch well, of people Jim called Jim Carrey Jim, which is an affectation, kind of like Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Jim Carrey was in one. And then, of course, he made a movie, Man on the Moon, about Andy Kaufman. Jim which I Carrey liked. post-situation with the girlfriend kind of just freaks me out a little bit. When he, like... I'm not even... I'm not, you know... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this a famous bring up a topic and then refuse to speak <laughs> on it moment by Zach? Know, it's just a situation. These are great moments in the podcast. <laughs> All I know is that something happened. Are you accusing? Wait, are you saying that? I'm he not accusing <laughs> anyone of anything. All I'm saying is something happened. No. And after that happened, I don't know how I feel about the this. The woman guy. killed herself after Jim Carrey gave her herpes. Yeah. Really? I heard that. I think that's what. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about there. I knew she was dead. I thought it was a mixing of the sleeping pills. I thought it was suspicious, is all I was. Oh, I don't know. Oh, so you were casting it like I'm it not casting. foul play? No, I'm <laughs> just saying. All I'm saying is his girlfriend died, and then he acts really weird. Like he's so positive, but he's also saying. I'm so happy because six months ago I wanted to blow my head off, but now I enjoy the way that the stars look. You know, people like that, they freak me out a little bit. 
Okay. So Jim yeah, Jim's on edge. overwhelms me a little. Jim's definitely on edge. Uh, Andy Kaufman, from what I've seen of his performances, they're extremely good and extremely forward-thinking. But the pe- there are, he's inspired a whole crew of people who would li- who try to emulate that and are not good at it, and so they just come to open mics and are annoying. Is he funny? Do you laugh yeah. when you watch it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Obviously, he was funny. I mean, like, like, <laughs> no, do, is it still humorous now? Yeah, I think it's funny. We can watch one after the podcast. It's, uh, he has SNL segments that are like four minutes long, and they're great. Yeah, and he, I, w- the one thing I do love about him, he's kind of like the first internet troll, where yes. he like had all these inside jokes, like that nobody could tell if they were real or not real. Yeah, like yeah. the whole like he demanded. He used to go to like wrestling shows and like try and fight women. That was his big thing is he would wrestle women and then did they did people volunteer? Yes. I mean yeah. he's kind of an early activist for trans inclusion and support. <laughs> <laughs> he was breaking down the gender walls. Yeah, he was way into pro wrestling. He did a whole thing with Jerry Jer- the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. And they were good friends by the end. They but they were good also friends. got into like some serious fights, I think. Well, they weren't serious fights. They were well, fake no, fights. Off scene. I think Jerry and him would sometimes get or maybe it was there's, there's like a, a famous David Letterman appearance. Yeah, but there's also a famous... I think Jim Carrey went so over the top in Man on the Moon. Because there's a documentary about Jim Carrey yes. playing the character in Man on the Moon. Know, where he goes... Several levels of where He goes off the deep end when like he's refusing to answer the name Jim. And I think he like spits in Jerry the King Lawler's face. Yeah. That's and, like, very strange. Gets in like a fight. And Jerry the King in the documentary is like, dude, I'm on... I'm. I was friends with Andy Kaufman. We were playing. We were doing an act. I don't know why you're being so antagonistic. That's not really what happened. And J- Jim Carrey in the documentary is like, I felt like his spirit was in me. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a freak. It's psycho. It's too yeah, much for yeah, me. Yeah. It's in and a- he killed his girlfriend. <laughs> Zach told me. <laughs> well, that's because Andy Kaufman killed his girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> and they plagiarized that from a third comedian that I won't name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Disavow, 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 disavow. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, not that you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's play the clip from the show. Huh? Let's play the clip. Yeah, we got a nice little clip from the show. Uh, it sort of sets things up. You get to hear some of the big stars uh, on the sh- that were on the show that eventually went on to become Tony pretty Danza. Pretty <laughs> they all went on to become Tony Danza. <laughs> they all went on to become <laughs> the boss, <laughs> Tony Danza. <laughs> Sleepy J- Tony Danza. This is Danny DeVito as Tony Danza. I can't believe you didn't recognize DeVito, Zach. That's hilarious. I did not recognize DeVito <laughs> at all. Literally the most recognizable person. Do you think he's the most recognizable man in America? He kind of might be up there. He, he actually may <laughs> be up there. I think people of all ages know who Danny DeVito is. Uh, I'm going to meet Cynthia at the Department of Immigration so she could get her green card and stay in America forever. Hey, oh, that's, that's, yeah. great. that's great. We'll have a party and you're all invited. Oh, excuse me. Are you serving barbecued yak lips again? <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on it, but uh, if you want, okay, we'll serve it just for you. All right. <laughs> I got a great idea, and uh, believe me, this is not a comment on how you entertain. Uh, just to save you the trouble, why don't you let us handle the party? Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh? You know, this, this feels like this is a nice way of you saying that our parties stink. <laughs> a very nice way. Tony, please, will you? Okay, well, in that case, we'll be home at 6.30. Okay, okay all right, all right. Hey, Latka, how are we gonna get in your apartment? Open the door and walk in. Now, what are you talking about, Latka? Don't you lock your door? Why? This is America. Latka, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, this, this is a great country in a lot of respects, but you know, there are still some vile, horrid people around. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Louis? <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. He even has a recognizable voice. He literally even has a recognizable voice. If you heard of that voice, you'd be like, that's Danny DeVito. Was it possible that you were maybe looking at some still images? While, no, I while was <laughs> I was locked in when I watched Taxi. Okay, okay. Um, but Dude, what Christopher Lloyd's character I found pretty annoying. Jim? Yeah, Jim I thought was the least likable was character. Was he the menstrual the whisperer? No, that's Alex Rieger. Uh, Jim okay. <laughs> Jim is like, he's kind of like a burnout guy. Yeah, he wears all like, denim. He's like, ooh, hey. The big set pieces of this show was that party, which Sitka did not like, and then the immigration interview. Yes. Where which the was big funny. joke, which is so classic, is they're doing the interview. He asks Latka the questions. Then he asks Sitka the questions. He's going to compare them. They're getting them all wrong, so it's not looking good. So then they start screaming and yelling at each other, and it's horrible. And then the locker looks. They say, I'm so sorry to the guy. He says, nope. Now that I see you two argue, I know you have to be husband and wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. To be honest, it was. I thought it was and funny. That's, funny. And that's how Taxi goes out. Yeah, you know? that's how that show went out. Tough way to go out. You think? Five seasons? I mean, there was no, there's no... It's Jim Carrey should do a taxi reboot in order to really get into the character. Yeah. I mean, I think in the movie, he's in... Ta I don't know. Jim Carrey. As long as he takes his Valtrex and doesn't give anyone else a disease that causes them to kill themselves, you know? <laughs> Wait, this person really killed themselves because they had herpes? That's sort of what, like, the brother of the woman implies. That doesn't seem like a... Reason oh, wait, now, so now you're skeptical of what I say about Jim Carrey? Now I have to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, you know, I think she had a tough go at it, and, uh, and then Jim Carrey murdered her. <laughs> he was, he was actually, he, uh, he felt like he couldn't control himself when he was murdering his girl, his ex-girlfriend, and as he was doing it, he went, somebody stop me. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's that pretty really good? good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know The Mask, right? <laughs> yeah, The Mask is a great movie. I don't think All so. Right, let's do it. Yeah, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> Dude, I watched it when I was oh, five. You, you know who else should have been stopped? You should have watched Taxi Driver. You, you know five. who else should have been stopped that was in The Mask? The guy in that movie who was a comedian who shot himself in the head. Joaquin Phoenix? No. No? He's still alive. Carmen, no. Carmen Cameron What's Diaz. What's his name? Um, Joe Rogan's always like, that's the funniest guy that ever lived. Um, Bill Hicks, little white guy. Um, no, that he, he rich, not rich little. Um, rich Dupont. No, <laughs> what the hell is his name, dude? Richard Lewis. It's gonna be annoying when we see it because everybody's gonna be like, oh, he's very. He looks. He kind of looks like Chris Penny. To my, um, I'm not gonna get this. A man no. literally shot and killed himself on stage. Yeah. No, no, no. He killed himself in his house, but he was a, apparently a murderer on stage. 
Um, and he was in the mask, and that was when he thought his life was gonna blow up. Oh, he was oh, in Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I thought you meant he killed himself while wearing a mask, and I was like, <laughs> I definitely don't know this story. Wait, Richard Jenny? Is he the guy who was? Uh, oh my God, maybe I do know this guy. You, you might know, know him personally, Jenny. right? No, no, I don't think so. D- 2007 was before I started, but just barely. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he killed himself. Hold on. Richard Jenny was a very popular comedian, yeah, who killed himself. And and Joe Rogan and I think Bill Burr say he was like the best. He he had hours and hours and just would murder every night. I never knew Richard Jenny personally. I none of us knew him personally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace to him. Yeah. He also got Valtrex from <laughs> there he got Richard <laughs> if you're hey, if you're uh, you know, you're thinking about having, if you're having suicidal ideation, reach out to somebody. Yeah, but don't don't call Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> if you're having suicidal advice. ideation, sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> uh, for five dollars, you get a free episode. For ten dollars, we'll respond to a distressed text. <laughs> Why don't we do a me minute quickly? Ooh, All right, we'll that's do a good me idea. minute. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Um, shit. Dude, oh my god. Wait, um, let's think of a meme. Oh, AOC in the SUV. Perfect. But it's a yellow SUV. <laughs> oh, nice. Rock driving. Nice. All right, AOC. Man, I sure love that movie Taxi with Robert De Niro. <laughs> Rock looks back in disgust because it's taxi driving. I, I got it. <laughs> AOC in the SUV. Rock. Hey, AOC, how do you like this taxi? AOC. I love taxis, but only for the rich. Oh, nice. Oh, taxis. A taxi daisy. Um, let's think. Um, AOC in oh, the oh, SUV. Oh, the, the butterfly guy holding the butterfly. Is this even? Is this even? Uh, the butterfly guy. Is, he's holding uh, the butterfly, but the butterfly is actually Danny DeVito. He says, is this even Danny DeVito? <laughs> 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 guy, corporate needs you to spot, tell the difference between these two pictures. Wait, what a minute. What, <laughs> this is kn- a meme? Yeah, you know the yeah, office, yeah. Pam yeah. from the office. Like yeah, they, yeah. In I the office, meme. they okay. give you two pictures, say, spot the difference. Yes. Ready? Picture one is Jeffrey Dahmer eating people. <laughs> Picture two is a woman on her period. <laughs> Pam, these are literally the same photo. That's good. That's very good. Um, okay, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Okay. Taxi pointing at Cheers. How about taxi pointing at taxi pointing at taxi driver? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Um, white power fist, black power fist. Yes. Okay. White power fist is... Um, is uh, I forgot it. <laughs> All right, I got it. I got a black power fist, white power fist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black power fist, Joaquin Phoenix. White power <laughs> fist. <laughs> Wait, Joaquin Phoenix wasn't in taxi. Okay. <laughs> well, black power <laughs> fist, Robert De Niro. Uh huh. White power fist, Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> coming together over being lesser actors than Queen Latifah oh. in the Taxi <laughs> series. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. I don't think Queen Latifah was in Taxi Driver, though. But I consider them all to be an <laughs> anthology series. Okay. M- sweating Superhero. Sweating Superhero, two buttons. Yes. One button says, um, I want to make fun of James Corden's weight. The second button <laughs> says, but I don't want to die. <laughs> 
A sweating James Corden. <laughs> Seven ninety nine for all you can eat buffet. Ooh, that's a good deal. Other button, lean pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the lean pocket thing on Rousel. I, so I got a good one. I got a good one. Um, big brain. Ooh, Craig Ferguson speaking out over the American bullying culture and its effects on Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Expanding galaxy brain. Okay. Trevor Noah speaking out about instances of structural racism in American society. Yes. <laughs> Universe brain. James Corden using his platform to talk about fat shaming. <laughs> <in America. laughs> Oh, that's good. All right, that's a pretty good meme, man. Yeah, it was a good meme, man. All right, why don't uh, we do a Deepak? Yeah. Something we liked about the show. We're about that that time. I'm going to go straight to it. I've already said it, but the opening theme and the opening sequence of the show of just the taxi driving across the bridge, I find it incredibly relaxing, and I've listened to it several times since we watched (laughs) the show. I love it. I love it. I like the community of cab drivers. I like that cabbies are looking out for other cabbies. Yeah. The thin yellow line. (laughs) (laughs) I also enjoy um, the idea of the camaraderie of a blue collar job, and like yes. the, the fact that they're playing cards before their shifts and stuff. I thought was cool. That is cool. And the darkness of that camaraderie that it doesn't come with the protections of a union. <laughs> We're yeah. both union men. High five! Um, all right, guys, uh, let's do a role play. I'll be Jim Carrey. I'll be Danny DeVito. Good, good. I'll be Danny DeVito on <laughs> um, Always Sunny. Okay. You're All right, Frank Reynolds. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Hey, you guys, you gotta come. Uh, you're doing the night shift, right, Jim? And oh, hey, I'm doing the night shift. All right. Look at this guy. He looks just like me. <laughs> but I bet he does it <laughs> down below, huh? What is that supposed to mean, Junior? Uh, yeah. What are you talking about, Frank? I mean, uh, have you ever? Even I could drive the cab with no hands, if you know what I'm saying. You think you you. Th- <laughs> You think you look like me, huh? <laughs> no, I think I look hey, like Hey, you're driving in AP96. You're driving in uh, 7KY2. And uh, you, know, a, you owe oh. me $110 for last week. Hey, you, we gave you a cash advance. AP96. Hey. Always Poontang 96. <laughs> KY2. It's like, why don't you use some KY if you're going to fuck me like that, you know? 100 bucks, I'm not giving it to you. Uh, well, uh, you still Wait, owe me the money. Oh, well, maybe you should talk to my friend here. <laughs> I'll give you that money any moment now. Oh, my God. Jim Carrey, please don't he speak just with your butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> to talk. What do your butt cheeks look like, pal? I bet they look like mine. You know, you really want to push this into a sexual situation. <laughs> don't you? You're really confusing me a little bit there, Danny. Frank. Oh. I'm Frank Reynolds. <laughs> well, let me be Frank. You're more annoying than my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't cool, man. She killed herself. and It was a sad day at the dispatch. We did a memorial. You remind me of a certain prop comic I saw once. Carrot Top. <laughs> Give me the keys to the cab. I want to get out of here. (laughs) Okay. Good night, America. What do you give the show? I give the show a six. I give it a 5.5. Okay. It should have been about buses, and then it would have had an eight. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I'll give it a I'll give it a six. It was um no meat, no B plot. So we got a little meat, but not good sides. We got like cube steak for our meat, and we got no sides. A lot of stars love the theme, love how dirty it looks, but boring. Yeah, good fair review. 
Yeah. Okay. Good, Good night, night, America.